Welcome back to The Cooling Rack, a podcast about the great Canadian baking show where we don't glaze over any of the bakes and there are absolutely no soggy bottoms allowed. My name is Michael. And I'm James. And it's season seven. Lucky season seven. Lucky season seven as we were informed. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's going to be a fun time. We've got some fun surprises in this first episode. We have interviews with Bruno and Kyla and Alan and Anne, mm-hmm. the two, so that's the two judges and the two hosts of the Great Canadian Baking Show season seven, as we got to go on set. And so we've got those interviews coming up later in this episode, which mm-hmm. are super fun. And we were super excited to get to be on set for season seven with lots of fun details and just. It's, it's going to be a fun time. We're thrilled to be here. We're thrilled to be back. And we're actually, I still can't ever get over when we have uh, listeners who get excited when we announce that we're coming back. Like when season seven got announced and I like posted on Instagram stories, like we'll be there too, right? Yes. We have listeners who really love tuning in and we're so thankful that that you keep coming back to listen to us be ridiculous Season after season times seven. Totally. Especially from two people who frankly don't know that much about baking. (laughs) We really appreciate your support and we just want to have a fun time together. Yeah. It's all about fun. Exactly. Although what will be even more fun and potentially even more insightful is this season. I actually have a friend who is on the show who is one of the bakers. Yes. So we will get to that. Um, But I think it will be interesting the season and we may may even get to eat some of the bakes along the way on this season. Also, our our, our co-host here, Mr. Michael, makes a little bit of a cameo. On oh, this yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Okay. A little bit of a cameo. So, See if you can spot him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, you know what? We'll get there. Let's introduce. At one minute, 47 seconds. No. <laughs> it is literally split second. You basically have to freeze frame me, but. I am fully visible for like half of one Amazing. second. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's jump right into it. Um, we'll just go over names of the bakers. We unfortunately, you know, we would have loved to have done a prep week episode, but man, oh man, did things ever get busy uh, mm. uh, just in life and in general. So we're just going to introduce the bakers as we'll go through. We'll, we'll give kind of names and go through their first bake in the signature and just sort of move right right through and we'll get to know them even more as we go through the season. Definitely. And as a quick reminder, like it is every year, our first week of this week is Cake Week. Yes, absolutely. So the signature in Cake Week this year was to make a roll cake. Yes, the pattern roll cake. A pattern roll cake. You got to embroider it. It has mm-hmm. to be a tapestry, an image, a yes. print in that little Debbie roll cake. <laughs> little, little Debbie's <laughs> roll cake. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's jump right in. So the first baker, although, again, this is uh, for the signature we're going in terms of the order in which they were judged. This wasn't the first baker in which they were no. introduced to as a viewer. Um, always the order in which they're judged because judgment is yeah. the most important thing. Because we're what? <laughs> Judgmental. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. First up, we had uh, Ranier with uh, his. Evil eye roll cake. It was 
filled with evil eyes. It was just like evil eyes and then um the like the the candy drop so like eyeball beams shooting is around. evil is like what makes it an evil eye is it that it's blue and what like it's like a very known sort of image yeah yeah and shape of like that evil eye and yeah. that's an evil eye an i evil just always eye. thought it would be red no it's blue just like expecting like pink eye <laughs> conjunctivitis you and, know and i think my understanding is like the evil eye is like it's supposed to, it's not like it's not an evil eye i think it's supposed to like ward off evil i think it sees the evil and yes. is like girl yeah. go away yeah yeah it's okay. like it's like red flags like it sees the red flags all around <laughs> And where it and how is it used? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the culture. The, so this is so embarrassing. The only reason I know about evil eyes is because like on season four of Real Housewives of Orange County, they have this fight about like giving someone a hat with an evil eye because like because <laughs> it implies that like all the other girls are evil and like they gave the hat so that she felt protected and it that's the only context i have around evil eye okay wow because i know that yes it was an evil eye cake but i actually felt it looked um kind of peacock yes it does especially yeah, the especially, colors right and the it, came it wasn't just green. the colors and yeah. yeah it was because there was the bit of the green in the um or were they like candy? Yeah, it was the not green. walnuts, but like it was something that had been candied with like the string, like, you know, yes. string sugar, like shooting off of it. And that with the little circles of the evil eye mm-hmm. looked like those little sort of... Um, like the eyes on the peacock the feathers. eyes on the peacock feathers. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually thought this one was was really nice looking. Um, you know, the, the colors were good. Uh, I guess if it had been 100% matching in color, that would have been better. Mm-hmm. But the judges said it was a nice, light cake. And yeah, again, I just, I sort of like the peacock motif. Definitely. And the and the flavor profile seemed really interesting. A vanilla sponge with lemon-lime flavors and some pistachio. That's a yeah. good... That's kind of that's like a good sort of Southern Europe sort of vibe. I really like it. I do love lemon lime. Mm-hmm. So, um, next up we had Niv. Niv, who made a rock and roll cake, not rock and roll cafe. Curling, ki- curling. Uh, I, I, I try. Oh okay, okay. Okay, so uh, episode one moves at lightning pace. Yes. So I think I tried to write cute curling cake. Yes. And instead, I wrote curling cute. Which some would say curling is cute. Curling is cute. I thought this was really nice. It had a really nice design. But it also was really nice on the inside, too. Mm-hmm. And they've had a really good roll. Definitely. Definitely. Really clean roll. The patterns worked out super well on the cake as well. Um, in terms of how like the rocks, like the truffle rocks added to it, it did come out really tight. Absolutely. And you could definitely, um, this isn't just someone who like curled one time and then said it was part of their personality, like Niv curls. And you could tell. You can tell because those rocks came out perfect and she just like knew a lot like yeah you know, and everything right so so that was that was lots of fun it was nice to get to know niv that way um then we had andy who made a fallen greek column cake this was a ginormous column yes this was yes. like full structure in like you know support the pantheon yes exactly column. right um i i thought it was like too big looking it did definitely give column 
Um, but in terms of roll cake, it was a little too large. Mm. I, I did like the fact, though, that it was flavored um, banana, mm. like banana antibiotics. Yeah. Because this is the thing I continually talk about, that there's that ear infection medicine I had as a kid that my parents had to, like, pull away from me because they're like, no, like, <laughs> you are done. That's too many doses. And I was like, give me the banana. Uh, I love that flavor. It does bring back fond memories. I swear I always had, like, maybe it was, like, banana gravel or oh, something really i swear like that. or maybe it was ear infection medicine but i swear <laughs> to god i also can recall the banana flavored medicine as yeah. a child it's and, so good yeah it's so good do you like fake banana or do you only like real banana i like both i don't think they're anything similar yeah, they're not so i like here. i like banana but i also really like fake banana flavored things. where do you like fake banana Mm, I like it. Like there's a soft gummy. Have you ever had those soft gummy? Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. love it in there. Yeah. I love it in um, like a banana cream pie or like a chocolate pie that mm-hmm. has like banana, banana flavoring yeah. in addition to real bananas. It really kicks it up. Uh, there's actually a banana cream pie, chocolate pie at Aloe Bar that just like uses essence of banana a whisper memories of banana oh yeah memory yeah mm, thanks galen uh, <laughs> that's yeah. so that's how i like the use of uh essence banana essence or, or like banana flavoring nice um okay next up we had sydney who made a poppy the bunny cake so this one needed a bit more cooking time yes it was a little raw it was raw. And I did think that the bunny could have used um, some more um, design to it. Yes, right? yes. But this one was also in particular, I don't know if you noticed, this one was hard to see. It was like, they showed it and they're like, it's raw. And then it like, yeah, it yeah. Went off screen. Well, again, like if there's 10 bakers and we still only get 42 minutes, like, mm-hmm. again, we say it every year, but like, you know, if Survivor on season 40, whatever, can somehow go up to 90 minute episodes, you'd think one of the flagship shows of the fall on CBC could at uh, least for like two weeks have 90 minute episodes. I have not watched Survivor since. Um, oh, I haven't either, like but I saw an ad three. on the subway the other day yeah. and they were like big episodes. So I was like, okay, well, if Survivor can do it. But I would also love to see a very quick episode of survivor i think that would also be really funny well do you remember though on the last season of drag race how they had multiple episodes that were super short and everyone was like oh my god why are they so short it was literally like one second of runway each queen and then they made them long episodes again and everyone was like you know what maybe the shorter episodes yeah i mean i don't i I don't know how much crying I need to see every Sunday night or whatever. <laughs> I think, I think, I think it's like the premier episode. Premier like, episode. Yeah. Like always those should be longer. You just want to get a bit everybody. of a feel. You, you want to get everybody. a feel, yes. right? And so again, as we go through these tents, some of the critiques are literally under seven seconds of like, it's raw. Yeah. It's chocolate. And it's cho- you know what? Let's make it two hours. I want footage of these people reading their diaries at home out to us. Yeah. I want um, custom written poetry from yeah. each of them. Let's yeah. just make it a talent show. Let's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Coco with the top hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so Sydney's needed more cooking time. Yes, um, yes. Then we had Andrew. So Andrew is actually a friend of mine. 
here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where eagle-eyed viewers may have been able to see me when there was the mention of the dodgeball. Um, I was actually there for that filming. And when, so there's Andrew and his husband, Mark, and uh, uh, there were several of us. And I want to at least give a shout out to like, there was 10 or 12 of us there oh. for that filming. I'm the only other one aside from Andrew and his husband well, who made it into the footage. Well, so. look at you. Yeah. Can't see that. I think it's because I was slipping in the background oh, or something. So? Or oh. just it happened to be at a moment where like they threw a ball and Mark was there and I just happened to be moving in the background. Um, but yes, I am the tall person in the background that's largely blurry. So. Amazing. Yeah. Rewind and so, take a look. This will be lots of fun this season because I have actually gotten to experience a lot of Andrew's baking mm. over the years and we may potentially get to experience some of it while we're going through the season. Um, you can tell us if you agree or disagree with the judge's comments. Yeah. yeah. I've had that cake. I disagree. I'm just I'm just so excited because that. Andrew has been wanting this for so long. And I think the one thing that I already got from episode one that I'll get to a little bit later was just like he I've seen the bakes and it's just like it's so interesting when you're seeing it in this setting now. Right. So. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's very exciting. But what did Andrew make? Uh, a taste of the Falls roll cake, which I assume they mean Niagara, Niagara Falls. Falls. Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. Andrew's from Niagara Falls. Um, and uh, so the feedback from the judges was that the cake was a little bit gummy, mm -hmm. um, which was a bit of a through line across Andrew's cakes in this episode. Yeah, it was a bit of a gummy week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I think it's just like nerves, week one, lots going on. Weird Different oven, oven right? The ovens. You know? The yeah. ovens. The ovens. The ovens. So that. But peach... Great. And I can tell, oh man, peaches and baking, so good. I don't think I've had a lot of peaches in cake. Oh, yeah. Usually I have peach tarts, peach pies, peach galettes. Andrew has made some amazing peach stuff. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. So this, when I heard on the show this was going to be peach, I thought, okay, we're in for something good. Perfect. So. Um, okay, then we had Candace. Uh, who made a spring roll cake. I thought that this had a really, really cool outside, mm -hmm. like in terms of what she was trying to accomplish. It had a bit of issues, definitely in terms of the role itself. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, then inside it kind of had competing flavors. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think the challenge was there was also some cracks in it mm -hmm. as well. But I do agree that the images that were painted on or pressed in rather within the bake, really gorgeous. I think it was like cherry blossoms. The blue is really gorgeous, yeah. like a nice spring sky. Really, really um, beautiful in design. It was I like thought. intricate in Definitely. that even if the execution hadn't quite reached yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, then we had Camilla. Who made a bocadillo con queso roll cake. I thought this one was very nice. The strawberries and like amazing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also the golden texture of the cake. I think, I think, I think Camilla had one of the cakes that, like, you know, Kyle was thing was almost a little overbaked, but it looked really rich in color. Yeah, and it had um, a tiny bit of like a crust, which kind of like gave like a bit of a surprise, like mm -hmm. fun. Like I actually think that that's kind of nice. So I, I really thought this one was. I literally wrote very nice exclamation point. Yes, and the cream on the inside was just really beautiful. I think it was it was it was like sort of like a whipped ricotta sort of vibe. 
really gorgeous and it looks so delicious. Amazing. And Kathy. Uh, Kathy, who made a swirls and whirls uh, cake, which is mainly strawberry rhubarb. I thought this had the best design of everyone because mm. she had the swirls that had been like sort of there and then she laid the, the cake batter on top. So when it sort of came out, it looked the most intricate. And there's something about where a design is uniform and sort of repeating yeah. that just makes it look so cool. Definitely. And the the color was really bright as well. I think one of the one of the brightest cakes in the room that day. Absolutely. And a perfect sponge. Mm-hmm. Then we had Loic. Who made a treasure map roll cake. Um, so I thought that the outside of this one could have been better. Mm-hmm. You know, like the idea behind it. But I just thought like it was um, the idea of treasure map roll. Like it's very cool. And it was lacking maybe that bit of punch or like that pizzazz like or maybe even it's just the colors were too muted yeah yeah i think some of the treasure map details ended up it felt like it kind of blended in yeah. with the with the rest of the it's an old treasure map <laughs> yeah it was like it, it's, it's been it's been worn out a little bit yeah. it's been passed around <laughs> <laughs> yes um but i'm sure because i think the curd was also a little soft yeah, so, swollen, so i think it was kind of hard to yeah. see yeah. as a result yeah yeah, yeah. And last but not least, we had Heather. Uh, who made an ancient scroll roll. So really good decoration on hers. And she even made some of those, like, I guess they were, like, fondant. Like, you know, she had the dragon and yes. went out on the side. Like, she, she did a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really, really good. She had a nice, even roll. Yeah. And I love that judges said playful flavors. Definitely. She had runes on it. They were going to summon some witches if they read that wrong with that role. It was <laughs> it was it was really beautiful. Um and mascarpone as well, I think on the inside and that filming looks so delicious. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. So, that's the signature off to a great start here on season 7 of The Great Canadian Baking Show. And moving right along to the technical, James, what did the bakers have to make? Apparently, like, Michael's favorite cake ever. Well, no, 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 my favorite donut ever, which that made oh, me very excited oh, for Oh, I thought you cake. said cake. Okay, well, Michael's favorite donut, which is the Boston cream pie. Yeah. Like, I, you know what, I, I was literally saying while we watched this, I was like, I'm going to make Andrew make this for my birthday next uh-huh. year. <laughs> yeah. I love a Boston cream donut. Watching this, I just love when they were all done and you were looking at them, the ones that were especially well executed literally looked like just a ginormous Boston cream donut. Yeah. But it's a cake. Yeah. Yeah. And that filling, oh, that like, because it's like a light bit in the, in between the layers. Like, this is probably the most passionate I've ever going to say. I think you're like, you're like really (laughs) passionate about this cake, but I love it. I have to say, it's funny to your point about when they were all lined up and there were like the good ones and the not so good ones. It also does remind me of a Tim Hortons donut lineup where it's the same donut (laughs) in the shelf, but like some of them are like glazed, some of them are missing half. You're like, no, no, I want, I want that one. Yes. I want the one that the fly is not touching, please. (laughs) Yeah, or like the bag, it goes in the bag and you're like, mm, could you just hand it to me? I'm literally oh. going to eat it now. Uh, we, okay, we need to solve this issue. So I have not gone to Morton's in a long time, but I remember when I used to go more often. Mm-hmm. What is with the donut in the bag and then the bag touches the glaze and then it peels the glaze? Yeah. Right? Oh, 
what what are we doing here? Here's what what, what are under- we trying to accomplish with what like what I don't what understand is the outcome? Is they they what is the outcome? I need a little more what is the outcome? care put into placing the donut <laughs> within, you know? It's just sort of like falls and then it's like although also what's with the chocolate that it is so able to instantly mold uh, to I, a bag I, I have no it must be, maybe it's the humidity like with like like everything in the case every, yeah the fly. <laughs> well i don't know i don't know if you've gone to tim hortons in a summer like sometimes on like road trips and i go in i'm like i cannot see the donuts there is so much condensation so it's just, it's just, yeah, it's really, it struggles. I have it never struggles. encountered that. It but, struggles. You the struggle know. is real. Yeah. The struggle yeah. is real. Um, I would love if they could figure that out. I do remember when Tim Hortons, and I don't, I really don't think that they do anymore, but when they used to have plates, like actual plates, and you could just get your donut on a plate. Oh, yeah. Like when they had like dine-in wear, yeah. basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all yeah. the window. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all the window. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I know like, because so I grew up in Oakville, which is where like their like head factory was. So like growing uh. up. Oh, okay. So part of the reason I also love Boston cream pie cakes is because growing up, you used to be able to get cakes from Tim Hortons from their head office right near where I live. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you used to be able to get a cake and I would get a cake with their Boston cream filling as the stuff between the layers. And that is, oh, the greatest cake. And again, we're talking back in like the 90s. And and it's not even, it's not even like cream anymore. It's just like whipped cream that's in them now, right? Oh, it's not. No, it's definitely cream. But now even still, I thought now they just like like, fill it with whipped cream now. It's not whipped cream or if it is, it's being you know, dyed and changed. Like it's it's not regular whipped cream. It's probably with some sort of emulsifying agent. I but see. Okay. We digress and let's move right along into the technical. First up, we had Niv. Uh good cake, but a bit runny overall. A bit messy. Yeah. The yeah. image was uh, a bit runny. A thin cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kathy. A bit collapsed and and not much cream either. Yeah. Not a lot of cream. Not yeah. not a ton. Yeah. Um, okay, then we had Loic. Who made actually a very clean cake. I really like how Loic piped the cream. Like yeah. he made little um, sort of like rosettes. Um, but there was no dome. And I feel like he actually cut off the dome. Did you can, see that? Okay. At that point, I feel I, like there was I some agree, slicing but I also of the dome. I think that his was, and it even made it into the show where he was like, why is mine so much shorter than everyone oh. else? And I think that's why he piped the rosettes to give height back into it right because i actually didn't appreciate the rosettes oh really i, like, I, 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 I thought like, it was cute the, i thought it was cute in terms of um like the design and everything for it mm. but you tell me boston cream pie i'm not expecting rosettes i'm expecting like a slathered that's layer, fair this is know? like bougie yeah boston cream pie yeah, yeah this, this is, is like this is like if Marie Antoinette didn't die and visited Boston. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. But but Loic, I, to be fair on the case, I feel like Loic had a, like a leavening challenge this. Maybe his like, maybe his leavening agents were like not working this week. Yeah, they were off. They were on off, strike. Off, they were on strike. <laughs> Strike's over. Um, yeah. Uh, but it was nice otherwise, right? Aside from the dome. Definitely. Like, I, I really thought Loic's was like, it did look so good but i but when he was cutting it i was like are we getting like two millimeters of batter mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. um or or cake not batter because it's cooked but anyway 
a, a very good effort. Then we had Renier. Uh a little bit, a little, a little bit struggle bussy. Uh, the cake was a little low as well. I think like Renier had like a lower cake, and then and then unfortunately it was also a little raw. So yeah. Yeah, messy decoration. Like to me, uh, I with any of the the ones through the technical here, um, where it, and I know you can't exactly control it, and you're dealing with like short time on everything, right? Yeah. Um, whenever it like the the chocolate glaze from the top, it sort of spilled over yeah. and had very evidently spilled onto one side. Mm. It was just like wipe it off like mm. just just grab that right. it's like on the top of the cake right um so this one had a bit of messy decoration um and uh, some unbaked areas yes okay then we had heather so kyla on this one got a little <laughs> got, uh, got, got a little got, i don't know it felt kind of sassy you know yeah a like, literal feather oh wow someone took it really literally yeah. <laughs> um but Although I, I will say because when we saw her doing it i I yeah, said to yeah, James, yeah. we were watching, and I was like, I think she's drawing a feather in lines. Mm -hmm. And she did. So super creative, I'll say that. You know, points for creativity. Uh, but overall, a little, a little overglazed, they said. But this is like a this happened with a few cakes. Yep. There was just like we went, we went a little heavy on the glaze. Yeah. Um, but the cream. Good cream. Very good pastry good cream. What a pastry cream. cream should taste like. Yeah. Um, okay, then we had Andy. So Andy and Ranier were probably like kind of buddies on this one this week. It was the cake was a little sunken. So one was low, one was a little sunken. And then and then it was sunken because I think we saw Andy trying to dig out some of the raw cake, unfortunately. So leading to some lumps, dips. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Dips. Um, and the other thing too was that it had um, the chocolate had covered down to the sides. Yes. And, you know, I was sort of expecting like those clean sides michael likes clean edges clean on edges. his boston yeah. cream pies those edges are snatched mm -hmm. um okay then we had sydney who made a cake the, the the top was actually quite beautiful and i think sydney actually achieved a bit of a dome mm -hmm. but then similar to this overglazing, we had like the the sides masked yeah and i think sometimes when we put the glaze on the sides the judges they get instantly they are get like, suspicious what's in here? exactly what's in what here they become Forensic scientist, <laughs> law and order, GCBS yeah. edition. <laughs> right? Exactly. And then they exactly. cut right in and they're like, oh, oh, it's raw. Oh, oh, it fell. Oh. Yeah. So so I think yeah. that's 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 what you get sometimes. Now with special special guest star Marishka Hargitay. <laughs> season 24. Guest judge. Guest judge. Guest yeah. judge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my and god. Did you have her and Chris Maloney come yes. in? One episode, they're just like, Ann Allen, love you. But we got Chris and Marishka here. Yeah. And they're going to do GCB, Law and Order, GCBS. Yes, exactly. I actually don't know how good a host they would make, but it would be really funny. I think she would make a better host. Like, I think Marishka would make a better host than Chris Maloney would. I yes, I think, think so he's too. a little um, interesting. We haven't heard from him in a yeah. while. Let's just put it that way. Well, he is on Law and Order, Organized Crime. I. They like I, I don't wrote know what his I don't know what that is. Of, they they wrote his character out of SVU uh -huh. like ten years ago, and then brought him back in like 2020 on a new show that had a backdoor pilot on SVU. Did we talk about this? How like you and I both sometimes we watch Law and Order SVU. Oh, it's the best Law we, and Order. Of course, it's it the is. best well, Law and Order. And for years, it was the only Law and Order. Oh, was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and so yeah, no, we watched uh, like I've seen 
every single episode of SVU. It took four years of watching it every night at dinner, but like there's like 24 seasons of that show. And the only thing better than Law & Order SVU is the episode of My Life on the D-List where Kathy Griffin <laughs> talks about her filming that yeah, episode yeah, of yeah, SVU. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Amazing. All right, where were we? We were at Post... Sydney and uh, uh, right, yeah, the, the, so the, the, the nice sides. Nice, yes. nice, nice top gummy cake. Totally. Um, okay, then we had Candace. Uh, who? Candace, I think, you know, really hit this one out. Good glaze, good cake volume. The layers yeah. after you slice them, beautiful, yeah. even, set. Yeah, you're perfect, you're gorgeous, you look like a model, you're Linda Evangelista. Yeah. Did you glaze that cake yourself? Like, no, this was <laughs> they great. They ate was... her up. And they did, it was tall, even, looks great. Yes. I thought this one was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And obviously the judges agreed. Okay, Camilla. Uh, Camilla's cake was a little raw. Yeah, messy glaze as well. Um, more time in the oven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And last but not least, Andrew. Andrew's uh, glaze was a little thick, so it didn't really spread out across the top, and yeah. then um, the, and then a little bit raw, and then the cream was a little bit thin. The glaze, though, in terms of the flavor, was was good. good yes, right, yes. and everything. But yeah, longer in the oven. Yeah, I feel like that's sort of the theme. Across they all had challenges. Big, again, yeah. you're 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 dealing with a new place and a, a new a new oven, mm -hmm. right? Yes. But oh, okay. I was about to, and that was the technical. No, wait. There is an order. Who came? Oh my in? god! Yeah. Oh my god! Okay. Yes. So in tenth, we had Andy. Yes, and then uh, Hanye came in ninth. Andrew was in eighth. Uh, Sydney followed. Uh, then Camilla was sixth. Uh huh. And then we had Niv fifth. There's so many names. Uh, yes. Kathy was fourth. Uh, Heather was third. Uh, Loic was second. And then Candace, Linda Evangelista of Boston Cream Pies, came number one. <laughs> I love that. We should just call it that from now on. What? That's the number one in technical. Linda Evangelista. The Linda Evangelista yeah. of, of done. blank. Done. Done. We will see you here next week when we do that. The, the technical. Oh, you're the Linda Evangelista. Did you stone those tights yourself? <laughs> Did you proof that bread yourself? <laughs> Did you rise that cake yourself? Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Did you pit that peach? <laughs> yeah. What else could we say? <laughs> well, we'll we'll find. We got. Eight Did weeks you roll to do. that cake? We've got eight weeks. Did you whip that cream yourself? Did you spice that something? Did you candy that citrus? <laughs> there you go. And we got a little Moira in there too. Oh, amazing. amazing. Yeah, so fun. We're happy to be back. And that is the technical. Mm -hmm. And last, well, no, okay, I'm not going to do that because I said last but not least all the fucking time. <laughs> The final portion of the first episode is the show, well, of every episode, I guess, is the showstopper. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried something new. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> Moving on to the showstopper. I'm keeping that in, by the way. Yes. Moving on to the showstopper. James, what did the bakers have to make? Uh, something I've never heard before a top forward cake. I've just never heard of a top forward cake before. I understand what they're saying, but yeah, I've just I never heard of it. It's a gay on staff. It's a gay on staff. It's gay a, culinary person on staff. It's top forward. Yeah. 
It's top four. It's bottom forward. <laughs> it's side forward. Wait, why? Why the prejudice? Why not bottom forward? <laughs> That's later. Why well, talk? <laughs> the last. I would have loved if what one would of the, the bottom would have, board could even look like it would just be like nothing. It would just be like the dry bottom. It would just be like <laughs> no, I <laughs> yeah, absurd. Yeah. So I, I think this was an interesting case. Like top board, I I understand. I would have just called it like a stand up cake because actually we missed it being called. A top forward cake. We're like, oh wait, what was it? Yeah, again? we wrote like we a to... cake that will stand on yeah. its own. Yeah, we wrote <laughs> like long. I wrote stand up cake, and then we rewound it, and we're like, oh, top forward. Mm-hmm. She's presenting her top <laughs> forward, forward for all of us to witness. Yes. So let's go in and again, like this. This I think gives the because um, there are some showstoppers that are more. Um, prescriptive yes. of like you have to do this specific thing yes and this one was just like whatever you want it's a cake it's got to be on its side yeah so lots to to lot of lot, play of, lot of playroom yes exactly first up we had Heather uh, who made a prairie skies cake I thought that this really looked like a painting yeah I got it, impressionist vibes yes yeah, it was really 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 nice and great layers inside mm-hmm. and that poppy seed poppy seed oh I Just love lemon, lemon poppy seed loaf Girl, I don't think Starbucks has anything like that anymore. Oh, but really? I don't think so. I Starbucks think got... is just, ugh. I know, and so expensive now. Oh, what the heck is a unicorn frappuccino? And why am I waiting 15 minutes in line for someone else to order it first? I think you should use the app. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but also, it's got so expensive. I literally used to, like, and I don't all the time, but I would get, like, a venti iced coffee. Yeah. Used to cost $3.45, right? Already kind of expensive. Mm It's $5.25 now. I I haven't gone. that was in two years it went up Really? Yeah. I haven't gone in forever. Last time I went was one of the en routes because we were going to, I forget where we were going. We are going up north somewhere like that. And it was, like, three people in in line. But I swear to God, it still took, like, 15 minutes yeah, to get a coffee. Mobile I hate the small, I swear, I hate the small ordering thing. It's like, I know it benefits everybody, but it's it's messed up the system. Yeah. It's messed up the system. It used to be two separate queues and then they combined the queues and now it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. So I don't go anymore. Yeah. I don't go anymore. Yeah. But love the poppy seeds. Love Heather. poppy seeds. Love seat, the poppy Love seat. the cake, Heather. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kathy. Uh, who made a choose a hue cake. Um, I, okay. I thought like the back on this because she had like the perfect color wheel on the front. Yes. That looked really good. Yes. But then she had this like amazing, very like artsy back. Abstract. To it. Yeah. yeah. A little Kandinsky. And I was like, top forward, Kathy, lead with that. Yeah. Like I thought that that was like. But, but it's again, a, it's a, overall, it's... I thought the, the whole thing actually looked amazing, but I thought the color wheel was like. I guess maybe that's the thing is you, you lead with that sort of standard and then you've got the coolest thing. But it's a mullet cake. Michael. It's all business <laughs> yeah, in the front, is... party in the back. <laughs> there we go. Um, unfortunately, the judges did say it was a bit dry. Yes. But they or Well, I can't remember if they loved the mint or if I said I loved mint. No, but you I said you. Mint. No, they said the mint ended up overpowering some of the. But, the, the, but you love mint. Yeah. She likes a mint moment. A mint moment. Yes. Yes, yes exactly. Okay, then we had Loic. Uh, who made a 
cake with a view. Um, I thought actually that two views, two views, and again, unexpected. This is what was like the surprising thing about um, you see the illustration of yeah. what it's going to look like or hope to look like. Yeah, right, and um. You see the one, and I was like, oh, cool. That's going to look really good. And when he had piped it on to, like, the acetate or, like, yeah, whatever, yeah, like, to, yeah. to, to transfer it, he's like, okay, like, we'll see. Yeah. And then it looked amazing. Fantastic. And then he turned it around, and there was a whole other back. Yeah, I, like, could not believe that. It was really, really good. Yeah, it, he uh, on either side there was uh, one season, so overall representing the two seasons of BC, just a little bit warm and ooh, it's just a little chilly. <laughs> you know it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only uh, uh, kind of critique here was that it seemed like his lemoning agent was missing because it had a bit of a cookie texture, borderline Miss Vicky's. <laughs> No, but those no, are no. chips. No, but it was not. It was there a, a cookie store that was like Mrs. Vicks, Mrs. Fields, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Vicks. <laughs> James is like Vicks vapo rub, like you know. I thought there was a big, or maybe I'm Mrs. Thinking, Fields. Maybe I'm thinking. You know what I'm also thinking? How I messed it up. Then there's like Vorderman's. Have you remember those? Vortman cookies? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm mixing it up with. Mrs. Vortman? Miss Vicky's. <laughs> Miss, Miss Vortman? Yeah, yeah. Those are chips. Too. The American Vortman's. Yeah. It's just Miss Vicky. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go on. Uh, okay, I love Candace. it. Uh, a Biz Buzz cake, which is bees. It was definitely... So I love the idea of this. The only thing I will say is like bees and <laughs> like... The design of honeycomb and whatnot gets used a lot when it's like, ooh, a design, right? right. And I like, I still liked it and it, it turned out well, but I do think like, I would love if bakers did a little less with bee-related things all the time because um. it's like, and I get it ties in with flavors and natural and like this and that, but like, you know. Too many bees for you, Michael. And it didn't quite have enough design to it. Um it was a little bit um, uh, uh, angled, um, and then the judges said they they didn't quite get enough of the honey taste. Yes, yeah, I think I think um, I think Candice was doing some. Uh, it looked like almost some like hexagonal. Like there was almost like a printing or like she had a like stamping. a printing, and she was then like uh, swiping the oh, icing. Yeah, through it. I think maybe like a bit more. Yeah, um, with time permitting, would have rounded it out. Or you know what? What don't do it with the icing through that. Get one of those weird spray canisters of like edible spray paint mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. and spray that yes. through because I think that was yeah yeah I hear you. Um, okay, then we had Ranier. Uh, Ranier uh, made an ocean waves cake, um, but instead of like the Atlantic Ocean, he made like the Pacific Ocean. You know, we had to tip it. <laughs> we had to tip it. I thought that it was a really but it was beautiful cool wave. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Like, it definitely had that look that a wave gets after it hits the shore and starts to pull back. Yes. It's, it was very, like, math wallpaper. Yes. Oh, totally. But it was supposed to be taller and thinner mm-hmm. and um, 
it just couldn't stand up, so it was shorter and wider. Yes, but so. a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Exactly. Great flavor, though. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had Sydney. Who made a dreams come true cake. Why is the snowman on fire? Uh, I, I, I don't I don't know. I like, don't know. I didn't. What was? The, Do we want that dream to come true? What was the dream? So the dream seemed to be coming out of Bruno, the emotional support croissant. Okay. So maybe it's the terrors of the trauma being absorbed by the emotional support croissant. But what is the support croissant dealing with? The burning snowman. Clearly an image. I, I Burnt was... into one skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, confused a little by it, but um, I, I do think, like, it was a, a cute idea, like, for it. Um, it was, like, maybe a little Kathy cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Kyla came down with that knife and like sliced <laughs> like right the down the off. middle. It was like yeah. your emotional support croissant is gone. Um, and the so passion funny. fruit needed some sugar. Yes, and yes. To, be, to be kind of um processed. Yes, but the, but the, the cake quality was really good though. Really mm-hmm. close to a brownie, delicious. Yep. yep. Um, okay, then we had Camilla, mm-hmm. who made a world traveler cake, four square. On a oh cake. my god, four square! Yes, yeah. four square! Yeah. Yes. It was all of her check-ins. Ding, 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 ding. Timeline. She's the mayor of any of those She's, places. It, yeah, every every one of those places in those years, Camilla was the mayor. She was the mayor. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it even Michael can't read something. A it, good maybe. crunch. <laughs> the cake had a good crunch. I suppose even, even so. Uh, and good crunch. The cake was really beautiful. It's a chocolate hazelnut cake, and it yeah. came out super, super um, dark. Uh, not dark, but it, it just had the richness to it yeah. that one would want. Yes, yes absolutely. Um, anything else on Camilla? No, I just thought it was a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it was cute. I, I too, want to make a cake all about me one day. I also liked the um, like the lines, like the the way she had the globe and everything, like yeah. that. All of that piping and all of yeah. that work on it was really good. But unlike her cake, my cake would just be a map of the greater Toronto area, like just Toronto, and it'd be like, because I haven't gone anywhere really. Well, so it'd we... be like, here's where I got bullied, here's where I got mugged on the Scarborough RT, here's what I got. Well, the RT doesn't <laughs> run anymore. Yeah, so. yeah, karma. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> Um, okay, and then we had Andrew. Uh, Andrew, who made a fishbowl cake. Yeah. So um, the cake was a little bit gummy. Again, it's sort of been a bit of a theme, like, you know, that he's dealt with in Maybe episode one oven. here, right? Just that oven. Well, crank snuck it in up. A, snuck in enough power, right? Mm-mm, no. Um, like, okay, so that's like at home, I just have like an electric coil stovetop, and anytime I've ever cooked anything, like... Uh, when I go and visit my grandma, she's got an induction stovetop. Oh, those are crazy. So, like, I remember the first time I cooked something, I was like, this is the, the like, portion on the dial I would normally cook something. And after, like, 20 seconds, I was like, yeah, okay. Like, like you're burning I, Like, I ruined the pot. Yeah. I didn't actually, but, like, yeah. yeah. So, maybe it's just the adjustment to the different ovens. I think right? so. Um, gummy cake, but I really liked the coral. 
Um, yeah, it was I, the isomalt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was really cool. And again, nice design of the fish and everything in it. Like you know, really, mm -hmm. really good work here. Definitely, and apparently exceptional buttercream. So yeah, Andrew go. does make really good buttercream. Mm -hmm. I can speak mm -hmm. to that. Fact. Hello, Andrew. Yeah. Well, you'll get to try some <laughs> soon. Yes. Um, okay, and last but not least, we had Nib. Nib, who made a koala cake. Uh, I thought koalas. She had like it was really good cake. And was it a Vegemite buttercream? Was that the suggestion? Yeah. So I love when they can't say, oh. uh, uh, well, no, we can, whatever. Like, who gives a fuck? Vegemite TM. Um, yeah, they, they can't say Vegemite. So they're like, it's a yeasted whatever spread. It's like yeast extraction spread. Yeah, yeast yeah. extraction spread. And it's like, intriguing about the Vegemite. I've never actually had Vegemite. Like, I I don't. It the tastes color... bitter. The color of it is just enough to put me off of it. But it's intriguing. If it was in something like yes. that and it looked like that, I would love to try it. And so, Niv, this is your invitation. And apparently it ended up tasting like a kind of slightly funky PB&J. Like, that's what the flavor funky profile... Funky in like, you left it out too long? Yeah, like a bit like... of, like a little bit of, like a little bit of umami, a little bit of, you know, like, mm, je ne sais quoi. A, a little, little bit, bit of, of yeah, uh... like, ooh, this kind of tastes like it was, you know, a little bit of barrel with the, you know, penal colonies from the UK, you know, a little bit of fermentation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. 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 Um... Penal colony realness. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, uh, yes, that was the showstopper. So, uh, again, episode one, lots to go through here. So let's let's bring it home. Yes. James, who is Star Baker? Heather! Yeah, so when we look back, Heather was third in the technical. She had that amazing painting in the showstopper. And... She had the summoning scroll. Oh, of course. You yeah, know. yeah. So, I mean... Feels very clear. I think Loic was quite close. Yes, as I, well. I think yeah. it was the cookie texture. Yeah, just knocked him out of a contending totally contention. Yeah, for this. But congrats, Heather. Season seven, first star baker. Um, and unfortunately, oh yes, we didn't mention that in between the uh, technical and the showstopper, Andy uh, was unable to, you know, uh, continue continue for the showstopper, and then as a result was eliminated from the competition. So sorry to see you go, Andy. It was mm -hmm. great to to see and experience your first two bakes here. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how the, the cookie crumbles, right? Yes. The, the cake yes. bakes. Yeah. Um, so here we are, season seven, moving right along. And what's the theme for next week? Bread. Bread's normally three. We're, 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 we're getting, advancing. We got a proof. Yeah. See if you can get your yeast right. You have to proof yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's next when you week. yeast expect it. Yeah. You'll rise to the occasion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my God. We'll All leave right. it there. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you everyone for joining us for this week. You can follow us on Instagram at GCBS Podcast. And we don't do anything else. We aren't using Twitter anymore. We're not doing threads. So Instagram's where we're at. Yes. Um, that's at GCBS Podcast. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice, like Apple Podcasts or whatever. And if you don't like us, then just like stop listening and don't leave a review. Five stars only. Yeah. 
And we <laughs> will see you next week. We're excited to be back for the season. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time, bye. Goodbye. Hi, everyone. Michael here recording after the fact. We forgot to also include our separate introduction to the interviews with Bruno and Kyla and Alan and Anne. So please enjoy those now. And we're excited to see you for the rest of the season. So we're here on set. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. For season seven. And we are here with the host of The Great Canadian Baking Show, Alan and Anne. Thanks Hi. for being here. Hi. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having your own tent outside of the tent. Yeah. We're like Tentception. almost touching. Tentception. Yeah. Thank you for all these cookies and cakes that you baked us. Oh, my yeah. God. They are yeah. so delicious. There's a huge spread. <laughs> a little something we whipped up this morning. Exactly. 6 a.m. start. Oh, my you know. gosh. A ten-layer cake, though? Incredible. Um, a yeah. macaron tower. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. We've actually already won the future season. <gasps> wow. So the future just season. Coming from the future here. I love, yeah. I love it. Time travel and bacon. Wow. Can't you do it? <laughs> On trend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess to get started, like, what's been your favorite part about season seven? I will say the the artistic, like, what the bakes look like. This production and the bakers have come up with some beautiful looking bakes and i'm really excited for everyone to see that yeah new interesting ones that i've never really heard about before that i'm like always excited to see what the final product looks like and they always come out and just like punch through also the cold opens have been a lot of fun oh yeah <laughs> they're, they're very silly this season <laughs> i love your open yeah. they're always yes. i always look forward to like what are they going to do this time well this season's like, <laughs> yeah, we, it's very funny i feel like a lot of us comes out yeah in some of these ones so it's yes. pretty interesting a lot of fun <laughs> And you both have now been hosting for, for several years now, several yeah. seasons. How have you approached uh, hosting year over year? Have things changed? What have you learned? Hmm. Uh, I just, I feel more comfortable with everything. I just feel like it's a lot more fun. Like each set day just kind of feels like, I don't know, a nice camp day with friends. And you kind of, you know, build these kind of bonds with people. And it just kind of, I don't know, every year compounds, compounds the friendship. So it's uh, been a lot of fun. Yeah, I would say very similarly to Alan. I think going in with just a clear head, open heart, and let people speak their truths and tell you what they want to tell you and learn what you're going to learn from the bakers. It's always so nice to meet a new group of people and who are all very passionate about baking and to show that and how that manifests and the bakes that they make. It's always so nice to just be included. <laughs> like, yeah. No, totally. Like, um, and you mentioned the cold opens have gotten like a little wackier or more elaborate like is that also one of the things like over the years is you like you get to do it for a bit of time maybe you like feel more comfortable where you can push it more you can do something bigger yeah i feel like a lot of our essence kind of comes out during each season so i think a yeah. lot of that is yeah. being captured and put into the, the cold opens and yeah. we just get to like play these uh fun characters who we actually are in real life yeah you know? because you know alan and i are comedians we're comedians at heart uh we may be hosts but we're little trolls at the side of the tent being like, what can we do? <laughs> like, that's not even a joke at all. Ask anybody here and they're like, can you two shut up, please? The bakers are trying to concentrate and you're over here scream laughing. They're like trying to measure to the milliliter. And, you guys and we're just like, shaking yeah. the tent with our jumping. Like, and you know, this this is the seventh season. That's a lot of cold opens, yeah. right? And yeah. like one of the funny things is like people love the puns, but you're like, how many puns can we do? Yeah. We're so many shows in. There's never too many. There's puns. never too many. Yeah. 
ever. <laughs> there's so yeah. many that just like don't make it into the show. Oh my gosh. Like, some I'm proud of, some I'm not so proud of, which are probably the better ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like what of like from any of the previous seasons, right? Because you guys started in season four. Yeah. Have you had a moment that was cut from a previous season that like you want like our listeners love the show? So what what do you wish made it in? Uh, I don't wish this made it in, but I like honestly this season has been the exception. Like, every other season, I've cried every episode. Like, every day of filming, there's been something that makes me be like, <laughs> whether it's the tasting, whether it's, like, one of the interviews with the one of the bakers, I legit cry or tear up at least once a day. And this time, I've uh, I've controlled myself. I'm less like, oh, maybe it was the pandemic making me soft, but yeah. now I'm not crying as much <laughs> but i cry a lot so the viewers need to know that i'm weeping at the back and they edit that all out <laughs> there, there's something that made it in last season that i didn't think was gonna make it where it was like the holiday episode or like the third take i was like i'm just gonna do something strange and funny with it and i was like damn that's a good read <laughs> that made it in i was like i'm so surprised because <laughs> sometimes in the third take like we already kind of have it i'm like let's just kind of like make everyone kind of laugh let's yeah, have a little fun yeah. with it and do it a little differently so a different read through and yeah that one made it so <laughs> I'm a little shocked and happy that one. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so I think, you know, both of you have, I would say, a completely objective viewpoint being hosts because um, you're not judging it. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering, for any aspiring bakers out there, any aspiring bakers who want to make it onto the show, do you have any advice for them on what they should practice, how they should get ready, what they should try to hone? Um, just listening to the other bakers and their stories and how they made it the show, they just were persistent. And they kept trying and applying. And yeah. some of them have, like, followed through week by week with the bakes and challenged themselves to kind of grow. And, yeah, I think anytime you have an opportunity to learn something, especially from this show and from Bruto and Kyla, adapt to it, learn it, and try it and apply it. And then just keep trying because that's the best way for success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think listen to the judges, right? They're the professionals. And they're doing this because they they have years and years of experience. And... It's never a critique or a criticism that's unfounded or just just for the sake of it. I think um, there can be ego with anything, right? With any competition, with any art form that you love and are passionate about. There's always uh, sometimes a, a tendency to want to resist or be like, well, I know best. But like if they say something, listen to it a little bit and know the difference between take it or this is just my suggestion, right? Because sometimes mm -hmm. you're like... Yeah, that's a suggestion that you can say, nope, I believe in, and that's fine. But then there's things, too, that you're like, no, that's a technical thing that they're they're letting you know. <laughs> they're letting you know. They're, they want you to succeed, and here's how you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. They're like, no, that's raw. It's actually yeah. raw. That's, that's, that's not a suggestion. Like, legit. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, truly, truly. And also yeah. know that it's not out of, like, for Kyla Brew, it's because they love what they're doing, and mm. they want you to succeed, right? Yeah. Very much. I don't. I don't think with this particular show, there's a feeling of like, well, like with other reality shows, there's sometimes that, well, what do they know from the judges? Mm. But I think with this one, you know, they have years of experience and they want everyone to do well and uh, they want everyone to succeed. So I say, listen to what the judges say during tasting, during the walkabouts, when they're having conversations, like on the show and when you're in the tent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but also like stick to your guns too. If you believe in something, you believe in something, and the judges are happy to be wrong as well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, last question. So, you mentioned obviously uh, uh, 
when you're in the tent and you're with the bakers, like what sort of things do you do to sort of support them or help them? Because like you're, uh, uh, they're away from their friends, their family, right? The the judges are the judges, mm -hmm. right? So how do you, um, you know, support them? What do you do to sort of uh, uh, be that, that shoulder or um, like offer a, a moment of levity if like something collapsed or didn't go the way it was supposed to? Yeah, I just as entertainers, like you've been in so many opportunities where things have just gone awry uh -huh. and you felt alone. So yep. it's always good to remind people that like regardless, like I've been in this position in a certain way. So I want to support you. I want to be your best cheerleader. I want to help you be the best version of you and just, you know, constantly remind people of that. Because I think a lot of times you tend to forget, you tend to not take stock of like what you've done, where you where you've, yeah. you know, what you've accomplished. So just trying to be that constant reminder of like you were here for a reason you have a purpose you're doing it and you know just keep going yeah definitely everything that alan said because when you're in the thick of things you forget that you're here and that you were chosen out of hundreds and hundreds of people hey you made it this far mm -hmm. that is so that is so like it's a big accomplishment and it's easy to forget that when you're stressed out and you're worried about all these things but like we see it we see how hard everything is for everyone it's not an easy environment to bake in and they are away from their family so it's just a reminder it's good to remind them like you're awesome yeah. and just because you had one bad bake doesn't define you you are not defined by one bad bake mm -hmm. you were defined by all of coming back from it and i think that's one of the things i love about the show is when a bake doesn't go great, and then the next one, they, like, hit it out of the ballpark. Yeah. Those are the best moments in the tent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good yeah. metaphor for life. Honestly, yeah. just try it again. Yeah. 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 So thanks so much for, for being here. We really appreciate it, and uh, we're excited to watch the show and follow along this season. Yay. Yeah. You're yeah. in for another treat. It's another exceptional season. Mm -hmm. All right, we're here now with... Bruno and Kyla outside of the tent of season seven of the Great Canadian Baking Show. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, yeah hello. Thank you. Thank good morning. You. Thank you for having us. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. So great to see you finally. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Absolutely. It's like a reunion. Beautiful. <laughs> so what's been your favorite part about season seven? <sighs> My goodness. Uh, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, free deserts. <laughs> For a couple of hours every day and you know it's uh yeah i think at the core it's discovering new bakers and see how much talent they have i think it's uh yeah and 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 you know we say this all the time but they're just so talented and it's so amazing to see what they come up with how they interpret every challenge you know we put something in front of them and then everyone does something so unique it's incredible Mm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I guess from that, you know, we were just talking about it's how nice it is to see each other again, but it's been a few years. How have you seen the show change over time now that we are in our seventh season? I mean, I think my fear has always been that do we have enough bakers with the talent required for the show? And now I'm like, yeah, we do. I think Canada has a ton of talent uh, in terms of baking, and it's just not a specific area. You know, it's not anymore about just butter tart or you know, beaver tails, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, spread of, you know, what we can try and eat is like so vast. You know, thanks for immigration, of mm. course, but it's very complex, it's very rich, it's very uh, culturally interesting. So it's a blast, for sure. 
and and I think that you know I think that it goes without saying that that during lockdown baking became this great unifier and communication tool and I think that's what we see in the bakers a lot is it's the conversation of baking it's not just the act of baking you know where I grew up reading a cookbook by myself and trying to interpret what somebody wrote however many years ago but now it's a conversation there's so many podcasts there's so many um, different ways to connect with baking yeah and I think that shows in the tent when you watch how they interact you know one trend we've noticed is more and more younger baker applying for the show mm -hmm. and getting into the show and actually being successful on the show you know I think We've seen bakers in their early 20s who's done well. <clears throat> yeah, well, you look at Lauren. Yeah, I mean, exactly. the skills, yes, the talent Lauren right? had in her baby finger, I think, took me 30 <laughs> years to achieve. She's not even 30. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think she's 25. I don't, don't even tell me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, no, but yeah. It, it is amazing. And I think maybe it is. It's, it, it is that combination of we have so many people from all over the world in Canada, which is great. We have resources from all over the world for ingredients. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, I mean, you just you open up your phone and you can connect with anyone. You can ask somebody in Korea about how to make, you know, a, a something a Korean bake good properly. Yeah. Like it's, you know, and we have that connectivity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you find now there's also like the show has inspired bakers to get into and now they're in the tent like, you know, where where someone said, "I watched the show, it made me want to start baking and now they're here." <laughs> It's and it does, and it's incredible. And we have heard that quite literally. I'm trying to like going through the Rolodex in my head. Who said it? But yes, people do say it, and it and it's and it, it's cool. <laughs> like it's yeah. just cool. I, I, as some people reach out to me on Instagram, you know, on, uh, and telling me like I, the best story I heard was a mom who has a teenager son. They don't want to spend any time with her in the kitchen. Then they watch the show once. And now she's like, my happiness time, it's my son asking me, say, mom, can we back together on Sunday afternoon? And it's not once, it's like on a regular basis. So I think, I think it helps people to reconnect, family to spend time. And that's the beauty of the show. You know? That's yeah. amazing. That's lovely. Yeah, that's so good. Um, so again, kind of on this theme of, of uh, season seven over several years, how do you think that you both changed as judges over the years, right? You know, uh, uh, Kyla, you've been here since season four and uh, or season three. Season yeah, three, yeah. Season three even, right? Uh -huh. And Bruno, like from the get-go, how, how has how has it changed? Do you think like you've uh, uh, changed the way you judge or? or uh... I mean, for me, it's been to learn to remove any bias in my judging. I think that's critical. You know, I think we always come with preconceived ideas. You know, and uh, I think that was the eye-opening that talents, good taste, good flavor comes from everywhere, everywhere in the world. You know, you don't need to be born in a certain country to know how to make pastry. I think today it's, it's uh, you know, and the learning to be non-judgmental about this is very important for the success of the show and to be fair to the bakers, you know. So that was my, you know. I think I'm, I'm laughing because yeah, I think, like you're I think laughing. I'm always pretty honest. <laughs> I, I don't think I come with bias except that I love baking. But I think one of the things I love is that it reminds me of recipes I maybe haven't made in a long time. Then I go back and make them. And because I went from when I started the show, I had a huge, you know, 2000 square foot production kitchen. Yeah. And now I have a kitchen that fits, you know, inside this microphone stand. And <laughs> um, and it's really great 
no. <laughs> I, I complain about my tiny kitchen all the time, but it's actually made me a better home baker mm. because I'm learning the challenges that you just don't have in a large mm -hmm. kitchen. And so I think I've probably made more mistakes in the last few years. So I think I come into it um, more on the same side as the bakers in the tents, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. <laughs> like yeah. I go home and I'm like, oh yeah, when your fridge only goes to a certain temperature, it takes longer to chill things. And, and you know, just things that you take for granted in a big production mm -hmm. kitchen. And I think so. what we've seen, some of the bakes, I think we've been humbled by the quality oh, yeah. and oh, the yeah. talent. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we look at it as professional. Mm -hmm. So we've yeah. seen a lot, but yeah. for a non-professional baker to come up on some of the challenge and deliver something amazing like we've seen yeah. the past few years yeah. like speechless what they can do in a specific amount of time mm -hmm. under pressure in a tent uh, it's not an easy task and no, they're baking it, off of like you know a, a, an area yeah. Yes, table. exactly, exactly. And, and what do they say? Necessity is the mother of invention. Mm -hmm. And I love, like, I think that I have learned more about, certainly learned more about home baking from the bakers themselves, but seeing the tips and tricks they have to overcome obstacles. And I think that that makes us better judges because we're our eyes, we're looking at it from different eyes. And right? I think, you know, sh sometimes chefs can be very uh, judgmental. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, I will. I will. Chef's a bad name. No, but I, I will dare. I will dare some professional chef to do what the bakers do, and you'd be surprised. You know, I think. Yeah, with yeah. the constraints that they yeah. have, like we always yeah. talk about, the tent is a new place. You're in a new kitchen, and because part of me, I joined the show and moved into a, a new kitchen at the same time. Yeah. You know, to see, yeah, and to see how they fill it out, and they, the bakers often talk about that. They say, "Oh, it took me a couple of weeks to get used yeah. to mm -hmm. the kitchen." It's like where you keep things at home aren't, you know, in the same spot. Exactly. You know where to reach, yeah, like yeah. you can sort of turn around, you're ready yeah. to go. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. And then they kind of get it. I think if they're smart, they rearrange things like their kitchen. I don't know. That's true. Make it yours. You make you it your own. Make your own. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, a lot of people um, who do listen are always curious a little bit about what it's like to make it onto the show or, or you know, be part of the show over time. We're a little curious. When bakers first get on the show and they join what are you looking for from those bakers are there little talents little ticks that you're looking for from them passion mm. raw passion and and risk taking don't yeah. you think yeah i mean for me i always say you know <clears throat> be yourself do what you love yeah. you know have a good story behind i think that's important and and be adaptable yeah. because you know i mean things go wrong Right. It's one thing to say, oh, I only ever bake really well at home. But it's another thing to say, like, oh, I can bring a moose back from near destruction. I can fix this splitting cream. You know, it's yeah. like that. It's that ability to react and create something delicious and and to take things to the finish line. Mm -hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, if we can't taste it, we can't judge it. So that's, yeah. you know, yeah. and not, not to worry, yeah, worry about if you're living on week one or two. You know, I think some people take it very personally, but mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, you're as important, even on episode one, that la the last episode, you know, it's, it's like a chapter, a book with eight yeah. chapters. Chapter one is as important. So, you know, we try to tell them, don't feel defeated because you left on week one. Mm -hmm. To make it to the tent, that's probably the most difficult part, you know, to be selected. Oh, yeah. uh, we're not part of the selection. We don't know who they are until the last moment. We, we are on a journey with everyone. Yeah. We get to know them the same way the viewers get to know them. And and yeah, and it's, it's kind of exciting mm -hmm. to, to see that. Yeah. So um, 
I guess again for for some additional behind the scenes. So obviously you're you're here at the tent filming the show for you know kind of two months or, or mm -hmm. what have you. Can you give our listeners a bit of a taste of what you're up to the rest of the year? Obviously, people get glimpses through Instagram, but I'd love to just get a, a full idea. I, I actually, I am uh, spending most of my time in London, England. I go back and forth. My partner and I have a place in England, and I actually work for Corinthia London. It's a small hotel group. It's beautiful family business, and I actually oversee... I oversee all of the training. So it's called the head of learning development is the role. And so as much as I spend as much time as possible in the bakery, they're very kind to me, you know, preparing uh, training sessions with companies like um, big chocolate companies. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but you know, preparing training sessions, but also overseeing all of the training programs for the hotel. Right. So it's a really fun and dynamic job and it incorporates my 37 years experience in the food industry. Wow. So it's, it's kind of nice to be, it's a little bit of a desk job, but it's really great to kind of give back. Yeah. For me, I'm best in Vancouver. Okay. So winter, I do a lot of skiing, uh, you know, it relaxes me. And then I do a lot of pop-up dinners, I'm finishing my second cookbook. And then I donate a lot of dinners to charity for auction. Mm -hmm. So that gives me, uh, you know, I do two dinners a month and, you know, try a good amount of money and to charity that's close to my heart. So, um, you know, gets me busy. So, you know. So this is this is quite a different uh, experience than annually for both of you compared to the rest of the time around. Right? It, it's so beautiful to reconnect. Like when I left Toronto, I left behind my my whole you know company. We had it for 16 years where I had a retail cafe and then a production kitchen and worked in the industry my whole life. And so that's why I would say I'm like hang out in the bakery. But yeah, it is. It's so nice to come back and and it's like family, right? It's like a reunion every year, even though it's new bakers. It's like a reunion coming back and 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 sharing and being a part of the whole baking experience and, and being away like for me i love toronto mm, i yeah. think it's uh, you know every every year i've been coming back you know i used to live here for two years then i left moved to vancouver i love vancouver but toronto is a city to live it's fun <laughs> it's vibrant it's busy in terms of food it's mm. so rich and complex oh. that there is no i mean i think we're on the same level as new york i think you know like I have my list of restaurants when I come, and they don't yeah. have to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I, found, yeah, I found a little spot, a Mexican food on St. Clair, mm -hmm. you know, a little hole in the wall, and the food was fantastic. And that's why I look forward. This is the show, yeah. when I get the date to come back to, yeah. to, to Toronto, and like, I'm super excited. We, yeah. we basically spend our time, we come in here and eat all day, and then we have this whole list of restaurants that we need to get to in the short time that we have in the city. It's like, okay, so let's go tonight, yeah. even though we're already I mean, For me, Toronto rules. It's like a really heartbeat. It's fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, you heard it. You heard it here. From yeah, you heard yeah. it. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's a good life. Yeah, right? no. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good life. That's, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Right? yeah. Fantastic. So, um, I guess just to wrap up, you, you touched on this a little bit in terms of um, what you're looking for when you first see the bakers when they enter the tent. Mm -hmm. But what advice would you give to bakers? Because we've had quite a few of listeners on our show have uh, listeners of our show have actually become contestants on the show. Okay. So Rosemary last season mm -hmm. uh, uh, was like a listener of our show like before. So we've definitely had people who want to know what tips, what should they 
focus on what should they is there maybe even some sort of technique they should practice to perfect that could help them when they get in the tent I, i'm sensing a little spoiler alert there. is that what you're asking for just i mean it, it, the short answer is yes practice all your skills we're going to throw everything at you but also i think just just like love what you do yeah. Do what you love, love what you do. I mean, it's advice for everything in life, yeah. isn't it? Like it's, yeah, there isn't any one skill. I, I would say stay current, but I wouldn't worry so much about all the faff of, of what is the hottest ice cube trend in, in making twill. It's really just what can you make well? You know, perfect your own craft. Yeah. Mm. For me, it would be keep applying. Don't, don't do it once. True. Every year, reapply. You know, it's probably your best chance to get on board because they start to know you. Uh, be yourself. Don't pretend. And, um, you know, keep trendy, keep your skills and be resourceful. Once you're in a tent, you've got to be resourceful. That's important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and practice baking quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. always, it comes time down yourself. to right. it. Is. it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Work on your timing, work on your measurements, you know, work on your math. Math yeah. is always mm -hmm. your friend in yeah. baking. True. Absolutely. And maybe a... Uh, Turn off the air conditioning in your home when you bake. Because yeah. that seems oh, to be an no, annual. Yeah, that's absolutely perfect, beautiful yeah. baking weather. But you're right. Good point. Yeah. It, it's so true. Yeah, gotta go frequently, right? Like it's yeah. been like the go. hottest. But it's been a, it's been a cooler uh, uh, this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, only, we only had one day of yeah. hot weather, so yeah. it's been fairly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been great baking weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Well, thank right. you so well, much. Thank you for, for having, having us. Yes. Yeah, we're thank so you. thrilled to get to do this again. And okay. we're excited to watch season seven. It's going to be really great. Uh -huh. And thank you. And thank you for sharing over and over again with everyone and keeping the stories going. It, it means a lot. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Great to see you. Yeah. The Cooling Rack is a Messenger Bag Media podcast. For more on how Messenger Bag Media could be your business's one-stop media shop, visit messengerbagmedia.ca.